This episode of Pushing the Limits was brought to you by Pure Sports CBD. Hey guys, so welcome back to Pushing the Limits. We are on episode two with Evan Margetts. As of 2019, he is the fourth lead and fifth boulder uh, rock climber in South Africa. And then combined score, he is the first in South Africa. Um, he also does coaching at City Rock, City Rock in Joburg, if yes. I'm not mistaken. So, and he's like he's been doing it for a long time. So he's quite an accomplished rock climber. And I'm really excited to sit and chat with him today because I don't know a lot about rock climbing. So it's going to be really awesome to learn about that. So welcome, Evan. Hi. Hi. Happy <laughs> to be here. It's nice to chat to you today. So, firstly, I wanted to ask, mm. how did you get into rock climbing? Because it's not really a sport that we have at school. Oh, mm. just a background information. We went to high school together and stuff, so we have a bit of background there. But at, like St. Dunstan's, they didn't mm. really have a primary school. How did, so how did you get into it? So, I was lucky enough to uh, have my dad as a climber oh, and, okay. and, my, and my uncle and my family. So, I'm very fortunate because... They just introduced me to it. Uh, they didn't force it upon me when I was young, which is <laughs> probably why I decided to take it upon myself. Yeah. Uh, they started, my dad and my uncle started quite, I think, 1972. Or, it was quite early in the 70s, and they were in the beginning of South African climbing, essentially. It has this very new sport, and it's evolving like, yeah. all the time. And, yeah, I was lucky that I started climbing properly when I was about 12 or 13. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah. actually quite late, not actually... Yes, in the beginning I was calm once, maybe twice a year, yeah. not nothing serious. Yeah. Go hike more. Yeah. Or play cricket or other sports. <laughs> but then I decided that climbing was actually really fun and yeah. decided to like, take it a bit more seriously. So what's actually the age? Because, you know, different sports have different ages yes. where you get into it and peak. Mm. Um, so I know with... Like swimming and gymnastics, like you have to get into it quite young. young. With rock climbing, like you can't really th like throw a baby mm. on a wall and be yeah. like, climb. <laughs> so climbing is a crazy, crazy sport because it's so uh, unique in the movements. There's a million and one movements in mm. climbing. That talent is a big, it's a big range in mm -hmm. the climbing. So you can have kids who come up super young and can be, can achieve a great level when they only 16, but they might, might not go further later on. You know, it could be early, late maturers. Mm. You also have climbers that start, and you start when they're 14, they become mm. the best, if not like, well, some of the best, if not the best. Yeah. A good example is Chris Sharma, who's the most famous climber. He only started when he was 12 okay. or 13. But Adam Andre, who's probably, he actually is definitely the best, and mm. he started when he was about three. Really? Yeah. So he started really young? Very young, yeah. So what do you think is the difference? Do you think some people just, they, you know, because I'm assuming strength has a lot to play in yeah. it. So you get like the early maturers who um, yeah. go through like, you know, puberty earlier yes. and then maybe they don't learn. I don't know. They don't do as well in or? sports. Yeah. The early maturers don't normally do as well later on, mm. as I'm sure, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, the late maturers tend to do better, but climbing, the first thing you got to look at is long arms and finger strength that's yeah. going to be a good indication if he's talented or she's talented uh, or not okay. if their fingers are really strong naturally yeah they they got the key because that's what's linking you and the wall yeah is yeah. the fingers okay and then uh, obviously strong connective tissues in the shoulder and the joints is important just mm. for that load bearing 
But um, yeah, that's pretty much what you want to look at for a young, talented climber. So I know because I'm very much a believer in, I don't really believe in talent per se. I believe Mm. that, you know, someone gains talent because they're interested in something. Therefore, they they practice it a lot more. Yes. But I don't believe that really people are just, you know, born being great at, you know, whatever. But I do know that, especially in sports, like if you look at Michael Phelps, mm, you yes. know, he he worked really hard. Obviously, he got to yes. where he got to, not because he was talented, but if you look at it as well, his bodily dimensions are just perfect, like, perfect for the yes. sport. Is that the same for rock climbing yeah, as well? Yeah, it's, it's it definitely a combination like any sport. You've got yeah. to be talented, but you got to work really hard. hard yeah. And climbing is very relentless. And if you stop, you get shut down quick. Really? Yeah, it's it's relentless like that. You have to continue doing it. Practicing and yeah. And so you said like your long arms. What happens if someone's just got short arms? Don't they have like a shorter reach, or does that mean then they have to use more energy to get the same distance? So, like I said, it's so <laughs> weird climbing that you know people with long arms can reach further, but people with short arms can compress easier. So they can squeeze bad holds easier. Does that make sense? What does that mean? Like so when you compress is when you squeeze, so holds are facing opposing like this. Yeah. So you're like, I don't know if this was the same, yeah, and you just yeah. squeeze. Okay. So your arms are shorter, you have less leverage, more yeah. leverage, you can just squeeze easier. Okay. But you can't reach as far. As far. Oh, yeah, okay. so there's there's are so many variables that it's it's crazy. Some person could be so good at such a unique little thing mm. and terrible at something else. He could oh, be good okay. at putting his arm yeah, and locking your shoulder there, but that's mm. all he's good at. Yeah. And is there a lot of technique? And oh, yeah. There's a, a lot. lot. A lot, yeah. And then with your technique and stuff, like, is that something that you do? I mean, do you practice visualization when you rock climb? Yes. So the best World Cup athletes, they can, they have four minutes when they go out to the World Cup and they look at their first climb, four minutes to look at it. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them can afterwards remember the whole climb and see themselves climbing it immediately. Really? They remember every hold and every move from just looking at it. Before they've even climbed Before it. Before they've even climbed it. But they go below and they, they do this and they're like, mm. I'm going to do that, 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 that. And when they're on the climb, they do exactly what they've been So they've basically just already played it out mm. and now they're just following what they've... Exactly. And do you think that's really important oh, to yeah. rock climbing? Visualization is... It's key. Yeah. It's... If you can't see yourself doing it, you're probably not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But if you have that inner belief in your core that you can do yeah. it, then you can do it. And did you start practicing that when you started climbing at a young age? Or is that something you kind of learned? I did it more out of like a fantasy type of thing. So yeah. I'd be like, oh, it'd be so cool if I could just <laughs> do that climb. And I thought about myself doing it. Yeah. But then when I started, like I studied sports science. And then when I started learning about visualization, I took a yes. bit more of a clinical, logical approach to it yeah and do like third person visualization and first person visualization and try and like you know make it like part of my routine i don't do it i have to be in a super serious position to do it i'm Mm. not going to do it if i'm at training even though i should do it to practice i just don't because it's you know visualization means you got to really be in there it's work it's it's, not just like (laughs) but if i want to send my hardest climb or a Mm. project of mine then absolutely. Mm. Often I do it at night, just before I go to bed. Oh, is it? It's so interesting how, like you were saying with the the whole fantasy thing, like you just Mm. see yourself doing it, you're like, oh, that would be so cool and stuff. Mm. And it's crazy how people do these these visualization techniques and stuff without actually knowing that there is like a clinical 
term exactly. for it, like when you studied your sports science. Yeah. So I think that that's so awesome that maybe sometimes the people who are really good at what they do just mm. pick up on those things, Yes. you know, before they actually go and study it. It's just yes. something that they do. And then when they find out it's a thing, they're like, oh, okay, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I've been doing it my whole life. Exactly. <laughs> it's often the guys, it's, you're just very excited to do an exercise. Yeah. If you sucked, then you should be able to do it. Yeah. It's the same with, uh, you know, weightlifting. Yes, like, It's very much a thing of... If you go to the bar and you you doubt it for a second, you're not yeah. going to get the lift. It's it's that level of commitment. And yes. in order to have that commitment, you need to visualize it. Because mm. then once you visualize it and you've done it in your head, you're like, I've already done this. I've already done it. So it's fine. Let me exactly. just, you know. Give it a, let me give it a, give it a try. Yeah, 100%. Especially so, at your limit. Yes, exactly. At your limit, you have to. And uh, especially with rock climbing now, the, the whole, I'm assuming mentality is is a lot of rock climbing because it's one of those like sports where if you make a mistake mm. it, it could end yes. really bad yeah it can cost you yeah it, it can, can cost you it especially can. if you're doing like the free solo yeah. stuff you know? <laughs> free, free soloing is a is a completely different mindset is it uh, it's like something like 0.01.1 percent of climbers won't even will only try free soloing so like yeah. no climb pretty much everybody never even tries it as a climber so what do you think is, do you, do you think those people, like, I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Alex Honnold is yeah. a free soloer? Yeah, I've met Alex Honnold. Oh, have you met, yeah, him? I've met him? And, like, when you talk to him and stuff, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so, like, mean, but, like, mm. is, is like, is are they crazy? Like, yeah, is there something? So Alex has a thing, he's a disorder, where he doesn't experience fear the really? same way as normal people. He, his brain does not release the chemicals the same way. No way. Yeah, but he's developed that. And the thing with soloing is, soloing is like the final exam. Mm -hmm. You fail or you succeed. Mm. But if you've studied and you know you're going to, you're aiming for 100%, mm. you're not going to fail. Mm. You probably, you might get 80%. You're not going to fail. So, and, you, and the thing with soloing is you never solo climbs that you, should fall on you're going to solo climbs that you know you're not going to fall on. yeah so i've done a little bit of free soloing mm -hmm. maybe like 10 climbs in my life mm -hmm. and the only problem i had with it is that it was felt so good and that it if i didn't if i did this more then yeah. it'd become too common so i stopped so it, it. actually like releases that adrenaline oh, it's it's another level because yeah you to put it this way, you're never going to get into the states of flow as well as when you're free soloing. And why do you think? Do you think it's because you have no choice? You're on the risk. Yeah, like, yeah, you have no choice. Your your shit, your cool. body just takes over, and you just whenever there's a moment where you could get into a state of panic and out of control, yeah, you just stop and you it's fine, and you just continue. Whereas if you have a rope on you, you can actually fall into that state of panic pretty quickly yeah. if you're not careful. So. But, I mean, the stuff that Alex solos is... Yeah, I saw he did that one where it's literally yeah. just like a... It's flat. It's literally like... Even, I don't even it's know even, how. It's even worse to ex explain. It's like 900 meters, first yeah. of all, which is... The, I mean, that height is just ridiculous. I mean, when you say 900 meters, it doesn't sound like yeah. much. But I'm sure if you see 900 meters, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, like, it's absolutely ridiculous, this climbing solo. And it's grade 29. So, to explain, like, that's... On a normal climb. Yeah, so that's what, like, it's... 29 is no beginner is going to ever just come and do one. It's yeah. literally impossible. They're going to... It's You can't fathom how to do it. Yeah. So he solos this climb. It's called Free Rider in America. 
And um, yeah, it's it could be on the greatest sporting achievements period because yeah. nobody else can even consider trying this. No other climber has even thought about trying it because it's just ridiculous. It's just straight up. People, I mean, the guys filming it because mm. they filmed it. They like, hated every part of it, basically. Really, because they were nervous. Yeah, their fr- their friend could die, and this guy is doing. He's not doing like just grabbing a hole, grabbing a hole. He's doing really technical moves. I saw. He's actually like um. He actually like stops and he thinks, and then he you know puts his yes. fingers like sideways, like not yes. actually just. All variety of little yeah. like, intricacies. Like if I tried this climb with a rope, I'd definitely fall. Really, with a rope. I, with a rope, 100% I'd fall mm. multiple times. If I did this climb at all, so if I just did this climb normally, the respect I'd get from the South African community would be. And you're not a bad like you're yeah. obviously an accomplished climber, only, so that's saying yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, only one South African's done the climb he's done. Yeah. And it's the only South African to have climbed that cliff, and it's just once, and that's it. And he and everybody went, there was like magazine articles about him doing it. And yeah. Slideshows and this is from one South African just doing the climb. And this guy did it without a rope. Free solo. Yes, to put it that way. So when sure. you when you met him, did you speak at all about like his mentality in terms of climbing or was it just like a chilled? It was more just like a Brandy. hey, what's up? Because he was in Bourbon for oh, one of the okay. rock rallies and he like done a few climbs and I just asked him a couple of things, but nothing too I, I, yeah, I was just a little bit of a fanboy. <laughs> to be honest, he's a he's a legend. Yeah, much. yeah. But he's definitely crazy though. But but it's it's so I think it's so amazing how like what you were saying, uh, that adrenaline you know it kind of pushes you mm. because you don't have a choice. Like yeah. you either get it or or you know you mm. you screwed. And I think that that's so amazing how you have to teeter on that boundary in order to do great things because yes. if you play it too safe then you've always got like a cushion to fall back on. Yeah, exactly. You know, <clears throat> so and that's why. That's yeah, it's it's crazy. In uh, the other forms of climbing, bouldering and sport, mm. to push the limits, that's why you're just doing the most difficult thing possible. It's like the highest weight you can lift, but in yeah. climbing essentially. Yeah. So it's that one rep max for bouldering especially, that's like just short power movements, okay. six to 12 moves, pure anaerobic, ATP, ATP PC, yeah, straight, yeah. just pure power. And then that's when humans can do the craziest things for climbing. Yeah. So you watch bouldering, whereas sport climbing is about that power endurance fight. It's just that pure fight, you know? Okay. Like, sure, you can do that move, but can you do that move 30 meters up after you've just climbed an overhang yeah. of like good resistance climbing with no rest? And that's where, so sport can be mental in a very different way. Yes, because it can either be like, can you get this job done mm. now, like maximum power output, or can you yes. sustain that, that mental fatigue? Because it, it is. Yes. If you get, I mean, especially when you climb, do you ever reach a point where you're doing, you know, the sport climb, mm. the endurance one, where you actually feel that mental fatigue? Oh, yeah. Happens. And it can be like debilitating sometimes. Yeah. Because you, for instance, the hardest move is near the top. Mm-hmm. You do this whole climb and you're just like, and you're like really tired and then you go for it and you fall and you just look down and you're like, oh, I have to do that whole thing again to, cause you want to essentially, if you want to send the climb to concert, you have to climb it without falling. Oh. So that, that counts as you've done the climb. So if you fall, you technically can start from where you just fell yes. from, but you, they won't count. Yeah. So what we do is if we fall, we get back on and that's part and we work the move mm-hmm. and then we go to the top. Okay, I did the climb with one four. 
Okay, I want to try and do it now without falling. Yeah. Then maybe you fall a bit higher, come down. So you have to do, and some guys try climbs, like one climb for like five years like this. No, really? <clears throat> some guys spend their whole life trying to do one climb like this because it's just at their limit. And you fall at the same spot like for months on end. Sure. And that can be very, very intense mentally. You yeah, do, you're just getting de- you, you're getting defeated. And it's not like, Oh, you could just try again immediately. You're physically exhausted and mentally exhausted yeah. when you fall off. So you're like, oh, how am I ever going to do this? Yeah, you know and especially I mean? when you keep getting stuck at the same spot, yes. you build it to be this massive monster in your head. Yes. And then it's whenever you reach that spot, then you physically fatigued, mentally fatigued, and now you need to kind yes. of overcome this obstacle. Wow. So people actually take years to get yes. over that. And some of the years to do these hard climbs, sometimes they get stuck at one point go on a three-month training cycle to figure out how to get the strength to just get past that one move. Yeah. Come back, get two, three moves higher than they kept falling, and they're celebrating. Oh, no, and then they fall. No, well, they're celebrating because they're, like, sick. Like, I finally got past that move. Yeah. Like, I'm so much closer to doing my climb. Yeah. And this goes at all kinds of levels. It can be at 21 people do this, sometimes yeah. 25, and all the way to the end of the spectrum, which is, like, 38, 9, 40. Yeah. Like the 40 that Adam Andre did took him a couple of years and like training regimes, intense visualization. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> with like physios holding him while he's closing his eyes and pushing his legs and hands in the position. Really? So you can kind of get so that feel. So he was feel. like, mm, and he's just visualizing, you're sick, you couldn't climb, but he wanted to oh. train mentally. So you'd be like, it, look, it looks ridiculous. It I looks can imagine, sick. but now when you did that, did you know, because uh, in varsity we did this case study which is actually where I really started getting interested in, in visualization. Yes. Um, where there was this one gymnast who had an injury for yes. a couple of or weeks or months, I'm not too sure. Mm. And instead of just, you know, going home and feeling sorry for herself and, you know, recovering, yeah. she would come every day to the gym and watch the gymnasts do yes. their routines. And she she visualized it and everything so that by the time mm. she got back to training, it was as if she'd never left yes. her body because there's actually like a connection between your, your yes. brain and your muscles. So yes. by constantly going through that, you're actually working all the muscles. That, yes, that neurological you know. firing. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened yes. with him. And did he come back <clears throat> and he was like... He came back and pretty much like where he left off. Didn't have to like get back. He just... The moves... He knew the moves, basically. Yeah. And strength at all? Did he lose a bit of strength? Yeah, strength is a very iffy in climbing because yeah? you can have... Your arms could be peaking, but your fingers maybe not so much. It's such a strange yeah. concept because, like, you don't think of, like, your fingers having muscles. Yeah. Like, I know that... I think it's Alex Honnell. I've mm. actually seen his fingers. They're, like, yeah. huge. They're sausages. They are. They're not even... Yeah. They're, like, like freaking... Borovos. Yeah, that's what you want. That's good. <laughs> that means they can. They're not going to get injured. Yeah. yeah. And what do you? How do you injure your fingers? Is it just like? So there's quite a few ways. There's collateral ligament tears. There's pulley ruptures, which I've yeah. personally had like a lot. Really? Yeah. Where you, you basically your muscles, because obviously skeletal muscles, get stronger quicker than tendons, ligaments, and yes. bones. So when you're climbing and training, you're doing power training, and your muscles get stronger and stronger. Then you recover, but now your fingers haven't gotten there yet. So when you exert this force, the load's too much on your fingers. And then it just... And then like what happens is if I'm crimping and then I just hear like a pop, and then I've like ruptured the pulley. Normally it's this pulley, the AT. Yeah. 
Okay. Sometimes the A4, and you can get collateral damage here, and you get overuse injury, which is like tendonitis in your finger. Oh my word. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch. Fingers. You can even see your fingers are like. Your yeah. fingers are dak. Yeah, my, my <laughs> knuckles. fingers could have six packs. <laughs> yeah, they feel pretty strong nowadays. Yeah, they look like you're making mine look so scrawny. <laughs> this is fingers. <laughs> Some they think I feel like they're gonna be pretty ugly when they're older. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. They have stories to tell. Yeah, so. old man fingers. Um, but now, like, talk me through training because I, I obviously I don't know how one mm. trains for for rock climbing. Sounds intense. Yeah. So. When you start, just climbing, obviously, is the best way to do it. It's like if you start in clean and jerk, you just do it with a bar and you get that movement really nice, yeah. efficient, and same with climbing. But later on, you start doing more, like, specific stuff. So, for instance, we have fingerboards, which is just a board with wooden, different size wooden holes. I think I've seen that. Aren't they called, are they called crimp boards? Oh, uh, fingerboards. Uh, fingerboards. Yeah. So, those, great tool. Yeah. And then we have a campus board, which is... The greatest way to build upper body recruitments in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other way in life you can build for, like more powerful back muscle. Really? So it's just an overhanging board and it has wooden holds going up. So you just pull up and throw your body up without feet and you hit different positions and you like. Oh my word. Yeah, so that just builds that. <laughs> crazy power. It's like taking pull ups to the next level. Yeah, I can imagine. And like you can do like variety of exercises so i like doing plyometrics on it mm. so i hold one rung i let go and i fall like maybe half a meter and i catch myself and i use um the stretch shortening cycle and the muscles they lack elasticity mm-hmm. to generate more force and to train more explosive power so when i go down i stretch and then i come back up with more force then you go up yeah even higher than when i went drop down before wow <laughs> yeah it's like a there's a whole bunch of my friend can do a one-arm campus. Yes. So you just take one arm and you just uh, you just throw your body up one arm and you catch yourself. So it's like a one-arm pull-up but much harder because you, yeah. you can't do it slowly. No. You have to do it fast to get the speed. And you actually have to catch yourself. Like yeah. You're catching, I, mean, I don't know how much you weigh, but you're catching like a good... Yeah, like 72. I was going to say 80. <laughs> no, I'm skinny, bitch. I'm skinny. Well, do you have to be like for rock climbing? Is it better to be leaner? It's just big variety in the is sport it? again it's like you have Prisham is like an 80 and Adam Andre like 80 kilo guys mm-hmm. but you have this little girl Shima this mm-hmm. little Chinese American girl who's crazy strong and she's like 49 like 50 years old no oh like, wait wait it's like she's what? little girl tiny little like she doesn't weigh nothing yeah but that's climbing because she uses her fingers are good mm-hmm. and the Chris Sharma he uses muscle and they can achieve okay. similar things, you understand? So, uh, with rock climbing, there's obviously technique and strength. Is mm. it important to get a balance of both? Yes. Or do some people just use strength, other people use technique? Because I'm sure you mm. use momentum as well. Yeah, it's, it's so basically when you start, I always tease um, the guys because in the gym, yeah, you got these big boots who come in, you have massive muscles, right? But then they bring their girlfriend because they want to show off yeah and the girlfriend pretty much always does better no really o- always because the, because the guys they're like just trying to do pull-ups essentially yeah. and the girl can't do that so she actually uses her feet and she just incy wincy her way up yeah and the guys they're falling off that is amazing yeah it's, it's amazing i love watching it because guys get put in their place mm. and that's what's great about climbing is that 
you need your technique as well. And um, what's, what's what normally happens is when guys start is they have big muscles and they use their arms and then they're not really good. But then eventually they're like, okay, no, I have to use my feet. Yeah. And then they become better because then they're using their feet combined with their with muscles. With their muscles, yeah. Whereas girls use their feet well, but then they have to build the strength, which maybe mm. takes a little longer. Mm. You understand? But there's so many like girls, like their flexibility in climbing is. If you watch the World Cup woman, mm-hmm. it's some of them, I don't even like watching the men as much as the woman. Not for obvious <laughs> reasons, but for like, just for pure beauty of movement really do because that's the other thing i wanted mm-hmm. to ask is flexibility like do you actually oh, yeah. need a lot oh yeah so much because you're obviously like moving your leg up and yeah. then your arms stretching in the other direction you're putting and... your feet by your hands all the time so is it mainly like hamstring or hip or hips they're probably like 60 70 percent hammies yeah. is probably like 20 30 percent yeah like mainly those ones like the hips is for getting your legs up like that yeah and yeah, shoulder flexibility pretty important. Oh, really? Mm. And I think those are the main ones. Hip is probably the main one. Main one, yeah. Yeah, which is because you you often like just like yeah, and you need to get your foot here, and it's like a spider monkey. Yeah, like basically. You, you just climbing is a lot about making a plan in the in the in the moment. Well, that's that also brings me to another point because I know that in Formula One they. St- study their tracks you know um and like you were saying at the world cup they have four minutes to look Mm. at their their climb and everything um but obviously when you're climbing outside like it's Mm. so susceptible to the environment and nature like you know it could have rained the night before and Mm. then maybe it's more slippery here or is there like erosion that happens or you know you learn your track but then maybe when you go up again this hole isn't here anymore or does stuff like that happen um so yeah outdoors is like another thing completely as well it's yeah. like different so conditions make a big difference um the ideal conditions for bouldering is about four degrees and a bit humid you just need mm-hmm. a bit of stickiness but it can't no wetness obviously for anything yeah. um sports a bit higher probably like 12 degrees so cold is better just because okay. you don't sweat in your tips and the friction's a bit better. Oh, that makes sense. But there's crazy, like, tactics. I mean, just as an example, my friend and I, we're climbing in Greece and we're climbing on a really cold day and we're trying this climb with super small holds and we kept, like, dry firing off the holds because it's just too... Our skin was too cold. We couldn't feel what we are holding on to. Oh, okay. And it was too cold and too uh, hard. Our skin was too thick, so we kept coming off. So what we do is before we start the part, we'd spit on our fingers mm-hmm. and we would wipe our hands on our pants mm. and then we'd put chalk on. And it just that little bit of moisture made it 30% better. And did you have to <clears> think about that while you're doing it or is it something that you've learned? Well, so we tried the climb once. We fell off. We're like, oh, why, why are we feeding this way? Mm. You're like, oh, dude, it's just super cold. So let's just spit on our fingers. And so it was just you just we, we decided yeah we decided that was the only way we we're gonna do it and it yeah. made such a 30 percent difference wow and that's just from that little thing but it has to be con- like according to the environment on the day yeah to make sense basically which is insane because generally with sports obviously there's a, you know you have to adapt in whatever sport you do <clears throat> nothing's yeah. ever that's how sport goes sometimes you have good days sometimes you have yeah. bad days it is but I think with rock climbing, especially because you're so out in the element and you, mm. you are high up, like it's scary, yeah. like, you know, and to, to just think in a way where how best can I work with my environment yes. in terms of, in, instead of like, you know, working against, against it. it or yeah. trying to be better than it. 
Yeah, Think like you'll never, awesome. yeah, you'll never be better than that. Yeah, nature rules all. <laughs> and uh, you know, fear of falling is that still something? Nah. you over that. Yeah, pretty much. You'll come, and then you'll be scared of falling, and you keep climbing, keep climbing, and then one day you'll just be focusing on the climb, and then you'll be like, oh wow, I wasn't scared of falling at yeah. all. Yeah. And then from then onwards, it's pretty easy. And I guess even with free soloing you can't even think about oh, yeah. that because oh, yeah. the minute you think about that i'm sure it's so it's fine because your your mind knows what's happening and it'll push that fear that fear like right to the back yeah. you don't even think about it that's but, amazing yeah it's amazing what the body can do when it knows you know shit's yeah. going down <laughs> it's almost like a that whole um well what is that thing now it's just a fight or flight yes, thing yes yes where if, if you actually don't think about anything then your body automatically mm. goes into like a fight response yes it's i love that's what i love about sport climbing is mm. the fight it's just a big fight you just i love being like not knowing if i'm going to make it that next move and you you, you just try really hard and you somehow make it you know you yeah. your your arms chicken winging there's no energy left but your fingers are hooking like you just on yeah and then you somehow get to a really really good hold and then you start shaking out and you just try to get something back and then you for like a good two minutes you just like calming yourself down yeah. on the wall and then you look up and now you got to do the next part and sometimes you just pull the rabbit out the hat and you yeah. just do the climb and it's the best feeling That's ever. That's amazing. That's probably why you keep going back. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so addictive. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's completely, yeah. it's a complete addiction. A hundred percent. Carmen is just, it's a drug. No, I'm, I'm scared to try it because what if I get yeah. addicted to that? And, you, you, especially if you're pretty good in the beginning, which yeah. you probably will be, then you're going to be like, okay. I want to do better. Yeah. It's like we played a, I played golf with Chab for the first time ever the okay. other day right yeah uh, we played with one of his clients yeah and um like i'm a very impatient person so i was mm. like oh my gosh this is gonna be a painful day <laughs> the one hole i almost got a hole in one really on a part three and i was just like oh shit's getting real i could actually now, do this i want to actually go like to the yes. driving range get better and <laughs> It's crazy. It's a bit addictive. <laughs> crazy what a little reward does. <laughs> exactly. I oh, know. But it's... now, um, so do you feel like any of the lessons that you've learned in climbing, like, you know, because I think because it's it's a sport where it is important to really have confidence and yes. to really, you know, believe in yourself and trust yourself. Have you carried any of those lessons through, like, you know, outside, outside of the rock, so to speak? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I'd say like, just like I said like earlier, like when you in that moment where you're not sure you're going to make it mm. and you go for it anyway and you pull it off, it doesn't happen all the time, but when you do pull it off, I mean, that just gives you it's amazing. another level of confidence. With everything you do, like half a time when I'm approached with something, I'm like, how hard could that really be? It's definitely not going to be as hard as this climb I did. Yeah. <laughs> that, took, that took me 60 attempts over three years or whatever. Yeah. I'm like... That, that was hard. I was crying at some points because I couldn't really? do it. You know what I mean? And then you're like, I can do these other things. And yeah, it's good. Climbing is good in that sense. Yeah, and it's builds gonna, character. Yeah, it builds character. <laughs> I mean, a lot of, I mean, as I work in the gym, I'm constantly exposed to people trying it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I go from people you know, laughing, having a great time to crying. There's a whole range of emotions that people go through trying, yeah. trying the sport. Especially when you work so mm. hard at something to achieve, to then like reach your goal. It's just, you think of 
all the, the sacrifices and the yeah. failures and everything. So it's that whole amalgamation of emotions. Yes. Um, what was your biggest failure or, you know, something that you had to really mm. work to come, you know, back? Okay. I'm trying to think about this. Um, so when I was a bit younger, I had quite a few finger injuries, mm. which were really tough. Like, especially, I think my first one I ever had when I was about 16 or 17, it was at the point where... I was, I still, still don't think I've climbed as much as when I climbed then. I was completely hooked at least mm. six times a week. Like, sure. Min rest days. I didn't, I, I didn't understand rest days. Whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't understand how somebody could hurt their fingers. It is a weird concept. Before, like, before that, I'm like, what do you mean a finger injury? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, what do you, I don't understand don't how that works. Don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I genuinely didn't understand. And then when I started getting my first finger injury, and I remember... It was from trying to climb one move again and again and again because I was just enjoyed it so much and I just really wanted to do the move and I just couldn't do it. Mm. And I just kept trying and trying and trying and then his fingers started hurting and I was like, okay, um, that's not good. Rested it for quite a while and then it didn't get better and I was like, why didn't it get better? And like now I actually know why it didn't get better, mm -hmm. but back then I didn't. And then over time, it got a little better. And then as it's starting in better, I hurt my other finger. Oh. So there was a period of like two, three years between 17 and 19 where I just was quite plagued with finger injury. Sure. But I also do believe it was because it was during my growth period as a young man, basically, mm. which I do identify a lot with the kids now in the gym because they also have these finger injuries. And it depends on what kind of finger injury, but mm. climbing can be pretty brutal like that unfortunately is that injury is very common and you can't kind of work around it because that's what you're relying on yeah because, and you're putting all your your weight on it as exactly well. so i developed and i've done a lot of research and like studying and like and i figured out ways to help with finger injuries which mm. i do with the kids and prevention tips that's awesome because i mean injury is it will teach you a lot it will teach you i mean the best sports people in the world are not just most of them will go to a point and then, you know, everybody's going to get injured at some point. Yeah. When you push yourself, that's what happens. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you meant to do the sport. The best of the best will get injured. Then how you deal with that makes you a great sportsman. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, um, with everything that was happening with Kobe Bryant yes. um, this week and stuff, I've been doing like a lot of research on him and one of the matches he played, he tore his, uh, I think it was his... Um, Achilles yeah. uh, in his ankle Okay. and you actually see the video it's like bunched up like mm. it's, you can see it and it was really awesome because he didn't you know get carried off the, the court or anything mm. he, he took his two shots and he walked off the court and I think that's amazing because I feel like at that moment he took control yes. of his injury and I feel like if he you know fell down and got carried off then that you know he wouldn't yes. have started his recovery process just yet because it's all very mental yes 100 percent. so it's how you come back from it you know 100%. as opposed to it's going to happen you, you athletes push themselves yes. more than what they should yes naturally so you know things like yes. that are going to happen it's true um so as we come to a close i have two questions that mm. i want to ask you okay. firstly what is the prettiest place you've ever rock climbed the best place top three okay make it easier <laughs> okay top three definitely kalimnos in greece yeah rocklands in the cedarburg yeah and 
Bloberg and Limpopo. Yeah. Those are the three best, like, special feels in my stomach. Yeah. When I go oh, there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I'm in Rocklands especially, that's my favorite. That's, like, the closest I'll ever feel to home. Like, that's really, I mean, it's... It's in the it's in like near Cape Town and I've been there yeah. eight years in a row. Yeah, I've spent so much money and time at this place, mm. and like a lot of the time you don't climb, you just rest or whatever. And yeah. even then, it's just hiking through nature. And it's, it's another thing. Climbers do it, are fortunate that we get to have that just a bit of a closer link with nature. Hundred percent. That, That's sport. what I've noticed. Well, I mean, you guys are always mm. outside, always hiking, yeah. you know, getting to your rocks and stuff. It sounds like some sort of corny quote that you see on like Nine Gag, where it's like when you stop climbing your mountain, you take a look at the, the view. Yeah. Like it actually, it happens often when you're climbing. That's with you amazing. and your friends, you just, you're having a normal day. Yeah. Because you've been in, I was there for three months with my friends, camping for three months. Where is this? In Cape Town? In, yeah, in Rocklands, in the Cedarburg. Okay. And uh, you just, becomes a normal day, you go and climb and then, but then sometimes like, you know, man, this is a nice like place view whatever mm. we had the blood moon there the one night oh, and, wow. the, and the stars there and like it's really nice another day at the office not a bad yeah, day <laughs> that's we literally what we said like yeah. as a joke it's like oh, well, nice work guys like <laughs> next yeah. year the real work starts yeah. blah, 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 blah. and then uh for people who want to get into the sport competitively mm. what kind of advice would mm. you give them competitively you have to just go to the gym and start climbing and just compete every competition you go to and train with the best people you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, with other sports, if obviously if you train with the best of the best, you're mm-hmm. going to catch up. You might not overtake them. That's hard to push past that level, mm-hmm. but you can catch up really quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, the younger you start, the better. The, the usual things in sport, you know? Yeah dedication like you got to be dedicated obviously and passionate i'm sure yeah 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 i'd say like if you have a hundred percent passion you don't need as much dedication (laughs) because passion just makes up it's easy to go if you want to do it you know what i mean yeah i mean when people say you're so dedicated i'm like what do you mean (laughs) i'm just having fun exactly that's the best thing yeah yeah you just you're just playing like and then that will make you better okay yeah so that's pretty much my advice and uh, yeah, train your fingers. Train your fingers. No finger injuries. We don't yeah. want finger injuries. Fingers are the most important. And are you going to compete again at all? Do you have any competitions you want to do? So what I normally do is I compete in one comp a year. Mm-hmm. And it's South Africa's best comp. It's in Cape Town at the gym called Block 11. It's called Gravity Bowl. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> and that's the best climbers in South Africa. Like the best of the best. Yeah. It's only for bouldering though. Okay. Which, which means... It's just bouldering, so and the Cape guys are really good at bouldering because they have outdoor boulders. See, we don't have those here. Yeah. We have good cliffs here. Yeah. Up in the north, but they have the boulders. So I compete in that comp once a year. Okay. When and is that? That's in July. July. Awesome. So we'll look out for you then. Yeah. For that. <laughs> yeah. So normally I I pretty much always make top ten, but yeah. like to make finals you need to make top five, okay. and that's that's pretty tough. Yeah. And there's like a lot of strong people there now, like. It's all the best climbers that are there. So that's why I like the comp. Because there's yeah. no, oh, this guy wasn't here. Or yeah. This guy wasn't here. Like, I go there to be one of the guys you have to beat. Yes. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let this kid just come and beat, you know, make yeah. the finals. He's going to have to still beat me first. Yeah, he's going to actually have to work yeah. hard. Yeah. 
to okay. make it that makes it a much better comp yeah and that is and if you ever want to just watch a south african climbing comp that's the one to watch do they broadcast it at yeah, all yeah they put it on youtube on youtube yeah. yeah and it's like they have like bongo drums playing and awesome. the fl flashing lights and it's about the crowd which is like cool because yeah. sure it's the best climber but we they make these climbs to impress the crowd and to make it a crowd pleaser so the crowd's like, oh, what? How did that guy do that? That's amazing. Yeah. So as a root setter, which I'm also really involved in, yeah. is putting the climbs up, mm. is you have to make it perfect. Mm. So these guys put a lot of effort in. So it's not just random holds put on. It's perfectly designed for the strength of these competitors. Yes, yes. It's designed so the strongest guy will be the only guy to make the top. Oh, okay. So it's all quality over quantity yeah. kind of thing. Pure like quality and different types of holds and that's awesome yeah okay cool we'll definitely keep a lookout for you mm, there yeah hopefully make it a bit better <laughs> <laughs> but we'll thank see. you so much this was it yeah. was so awesome to learn about rock life because yeah, like 100%. i said i've never done it never you know really researched the yes. sports and everything so i really appreciate your time oh, of course and i'm sure our listeners will also and mm. you know we'll have you on again next time maybe after the competition yeah, you can tell us yeah, how actually, and everything yeah i can give you like an update yeah definitely but thank you so much evan and we'll oh, definitely no be chatting to you it. soon <laughs> awesome